Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Good morning, Mr. Jarvis. What up, Paris? How you doing? Oh, how are you? You getting flooded out over there? Or? Not a bit. Not a, a bit. We're good now. Good. Gordon's pond flooded, so my brother, I guess he went. He went home for the for the weekend or for the week. So my brother had to pick him up from the airport because I guess their bridge that goes across that pond was flooded under three or so feet of water. So I guess Janice's truck wasn't tall enough to get through. Yeah. How's things? Eh. You're so full of energy. Eh. Eh? Eh. You're so full of energy. Just, eh. <laughs> eh. Well, happy Monday. Yeah. Happy Monday to you, too. Hey. <laughs> I need to ask a favor of you. Okay. And I feel terrible for asking. Go. But I'm going to anyway and just be humble about it. Can you resend me the email or I'm supposed to sign up for this? Mm-hmm. Thank you. Problem. Why was that a thing? I'm supposed to sign up for this. It's okay, Jarvis. <laughs> no, no, it's not. <laughs> I know you. I know who you are. <laughs> it's mm, not thanks. like you're. Thanks. It's not like you're a stalker or something. You're allowed okay. to call in. Okay. All right. <laughs> Whether you have this, the link for the whatever sign up or not, you're on the email list for a reason, dude. So I know, I know but I want it to be legit. So oh, you're legit whether you actually sign up for it or not. <laughs> so. I'm just scattered. I'm so scattered right now. I totally get it, dude. You're trying to grow a business. Yeah. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I don't know how well the business is growing, but I sure am. We're getting beat down. <laughs> You're what? One or the other. Growing or getting in. growing or getting compacted. I'm not sure which one it is. Maybe both. 
Yeah, you can make it go. Streamline. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, somebody else is on with us. Good morning. Good morning. It's Ellen. Hey, Ellen. Hey. How are you doing? How are you? Hello. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Somebody else is on, too. Like they're just chiming through. It's another California. So it's either going to be Amanda or Shell. Good morning, Shell. Hey, Shell. Good morning. Good morning. How are you, ladies? Good. How Good. are you? I'm doing okay for Monday morning. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> Mm-hmm. Well, I see one more chiming in. So that one's Amanda. It keeps you guys muted until you get all the way through, I guess. But... Hi, Amanda. Morning. Morning. Well, we have the majority of our bunch, so does anybody want to be first up to check in? Hi, Will. It's Ellen. I didn't awesome. check in last week. Um, okay. Is it okay? Yeah, please. Oh, okay. Um, well, I had a really good week. Very productive. Um, since the beginning of this series, um, um, knock on wood, I'm really on track with all the things I want to do to... Uh, to uh, improve my online presence for my business, which involves uh, a lot of focused mental time on search engine optimization, which is uh, I have been avoiding, you know, like the plague because it's <laughs> it's hard. <laughs> but uh, I'm making a lot of progress toward it, and I really think it's because of the concepts. Um, and you know, getting my head in a in a state of mind to uh, the thing that that really has been sticking with me, and I don't know what chapter it's from, but um, not trying to figure out in my head what I should do, but taking only inspired action, and that has resulted in um, you know finally addressing this part of my business so that I can get that online presence really working for me in the background and producing more income, you know, while I go out and do um, shows and and so on and so forth. So uh, I feel, uh, you know, a surge of activity in an area that I had really been resisting. We're we're talking for several years. So uh, I want to thank you all. Uh, it, it, this is really helping me take care of some things that I need to take care of. Yay! You're welcome. That's awesome. I'm excited for you. Thank you. Yay! <laughs> Anybody else want to check in? 
It's Michelle. I'll check in. Cool. Um, I've had kind of a roller coaster of a of a week, uh, so to speak. I um, let's see what what. Well, it's funny that I I heard the word somewhere in there. Maybe not the word, but the notion of procrastination. I um. <laughs> I've been procrastinating doing my 2015 taxes, and I went last week and uh, completed it, and I was pleasantly surprised. Um, and um, just kind of chuckled to myself. And another thing that happened to me this week is I I rarely spend um, a whole day. I don't like to shop. I'm not. I'm one of those people who knows what I want. I go in, I find it, I buy it, I get the hell out. I don't thumb through racks of clothes. I don't spend a whole day shopping. That's not my gig. Um, Well, yesterday I did just that with my two daughters, which I rarely do because it takes a lot of energy out of me. and we spent nine hours out on this on out yesterday, um, and it was to watch the joy in their face, um, just hanging out and laughing and singing in the car, and um, I don't know, getting them whatever it was that they wanted. Our clothes. It was um, it was beautiful. I don't normally get to do that. As I mentioned, if we if they need something, I'll you know we'll go in, we'll get it, and and we'll go home. So it was just it was a nice it was a really nice day yesterday. Um, getting spending time with with my two girls. Um, and uh, I don't know, it's, uh, some other things came up for me with my son who um, called to talk to his dad and I about some financial things that's happening with him, trying to get his life back together and um, really just wanted to know that he had our support uh, financially if he needed to um, come up with the first and the last. And it was interesting. I said to him, why don't you try to find a place first and then we'll talk about the financial part, um, which was gross for me because I would have just jumped right in and said, absolutely, you know, we'll help you. And um, So to have him or actually to make a suggestion that he do one step at a time and try to find a place first um, is very different for me. So I'd I'd, want to, you know, take care of this and then the money, uh, you know, all of that good stuff. So um, I don't know. Things are shifting for me uh, painfully, but they're shifting. So that's um, that's my check-in for the week. Thanks, Shell. 
Amanda or Ken, do either of you want to check in? Seriously, I can call on that. I did. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Um, I don't know about checking in. I was just going to get more into the meat of what we're talking about. Um, good oh, day. Okay. Hurricane is gone. No flooding. Sun's out. None of us died. Um, <laughs> so, all's good. Checking in. Um, yeah, I'll contribute more when we get to the meat of it. Thanks, Jarvis. Glad you, glad you didn't float away in the hurricane back there in North Carolina. Sure. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Words. Okay. Mm-hmm. Words. <laughs> Amanda. <laughs> yeah. Um, I am still processing like, I'm like, you asked the question, and my brain just, like, freaked out. Um, and that is essentially where I'm at right now, is um, this last week I've just been um, not trying to figure it out because there's something happening. Um, it's incredibly uncomfortable at times. I think I texted you, like, probably in the middle of your night last week. Sorry. Like, it feels like all of this abundant stuff is squeezing out all of the BS. (laughs) And it's like I go through these cycles of it feeling like it's making me insane. Like I can, I've been, like I've hit a tipping point where I'm spending most of my time thinking and acting in a certain way. And the time where I don't know what it is, I'm not practicing vigilance or or maybe it's just this crap has to come up, it does. And it's like so loud. <laughs> it's like, oh my God, shut up. It's not true. So it's really funny um, to witness all that. So it's affecting, um, it's, I'm having to do a lot of work particularly in my marriage relationship around this because, you know, that part where he talks about the um, having power over another person, isn't that in these chapters that we're we're talking about today? Like beware of, you know, the lust for power essentially and I've come to the realization that I don't have a lust for power. People just give it to me. It's really irritating. So my practice right now is handing everyone's power back to them. <laughs> it's like, take care of your own crap. So that's my check-in. <laughs> Thank you. I just got an aha when you said that. So thanks for that. 
<laughs> Seriously, last night, my friend Tammy was like, yeah, you know, Grandma was mad at you because she gave you all of her power. And I was like, what are you talking about? I was like her minion. And then I started to think about all these clients that I have. They're acting like children. Mm. And they literally, like, handed me their business. And then they act like kids. And I'm like, yeah, no, never mind. <laughs> okay, there's a flip for me. That that just totally, so that's where I'm at this morning is like, okay, so I totally inverted that. Anyway. <laughs> Fascinating stuff. Yeah, when you said that, I just had this vision of a couple of relationships in my life where the people have done that. And then, you know, they, they're, it's getting handed to me. I'm not asking for it, but it's getting handed to me. And then Mm -hmm. I'm getting blamed for not doing whatever. Right. uh, Exactly. You know, but I never asked for the thing in the first place. Right. And I actually said that to one of them, like, look, I never asked for this in the first place. So don't be holding my feet to the fire about something that I don't want. I never asked for, and I'm not willing to take on. So I I said that to the because nice. I was like Mm-mm-mm. no 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 because that's just that can be a trap so yeah I totally totally get that so I hadn't thought about that in terms of that part in the it's in one of the I don't remember what chapter it's in frankly Amanda but yeah I know the part you're talking about looking for power over other other men I think is the phrase that it uses so. Yeah, I had an interesting, interesting up and down week this week. So mostly good. I had one day where I kind of came off the rails. I I talked to somebody in our little group. (laughs) I was like, didn't actually have anything to be off the rails about necessarily, but just uh, getting affected by, you know, the appearances for sure. So. I was having a hard time holding on to believing in the truth regardless of appearances. So the appearances were hanging me up. Um, but I got to call and talk to somebody and that, you know, just being able to say it all out loud, like started to change the energy around. And and then, you know, in the midst of that, there was like a positive thing that was going on too. And so I was trying to get into the space of being able to attach to, you know, kind of the, um, I mean, you guys know I've been talking about just take the next one step and the next one step. So um, this place that I'm interested in in North Carolina, I reached out to the realtor and just said, hey, you know, can you tell me about this property? Because there's things I wanted to know about it, like where are there any restrictions on it? So because it's a fire damaged house and the house has to go away. And um, the current owner said they take the house away. But I wanted to see if, if, the, if the house was taken away and I just ended up with the land and the slab and all that stuff would there be any restrictions to building a the shop shop slash home I want to build instead of a conventional home and apparently there's no restrictions on the land so um, so I was finding that out in the middle of this other stuff that was going on and so you know obviously I'm not in North Carolina so I can't see what the place looks like with my own eyes but it looks 
like it's a you know it's about two acres of land and it looks like I Google mapped it looks like it's a nice neighborhood and so anyways it's a pretty good deal uh, for the piece of property so just trying to take the, the next step and the next step so getting more information about things and um, and then the other thing that I have been um, I don't know that I've talked that much about it in this group. I think most of you know, but the long-term play for me is that I actually want to I have this idea for a television show. Well, for two TV shows, actually, two completely different shows. But one of them I think I could potentially get done sooner as opposed to later. And so I called a, a friend that I worked with on some other projects for some other um, racing-related things we were involved in with the company. I used to be with. I reached out to him this week and just said, hey, I have this idea. And really, it's a concept. It's the germ of an idea for a TV show. And I want to talk to somebody that is a production company that already works with networks and stuff and gets things on television. So I asked him if I could pick his brain. Um, and it's actually the production company I would want to use. And so I kind of want to talk to him about just conceptually the idea that I have and the dollars and cents of it, like what it would take. So I thought maybe I could get a work with a couple of people um, to defer the cost so that it's something we could do collaboratively because there's a narrative I want to tell. So anyways, um, so I reached out to the production company and he and I are going to talk this week. So that's kind of exciting and a little bit unnerving. It seems like it's still pretty far away, but I thought I should just go ahead and make the phone call and start the conversation anyways, so that I know what I'm, where I'm heading towards and what it would take and, you know, what I would need to do to make it all come to fruition. So that's just the steps I'm trying to take. So I had kind of a all over the place week and I just tried to stay um, with my feet on the ground to keep taking the steps and also been sending information and working on stuff on my website with the guy that's doing the website work for me. So I kind of feel like I'm like you, Ellen. I'm trying to keep my feet in the details of the, the things that I need to do step by step. So the actual work part of the vision, the, the details of the tasky work part of the vision. So I'm here in Canada alone in the condo this week. So I have the week to myself, and we have the day off today because it's Canadian Thanksgiving. <clears throat> so, and I have a feeling our Canadian friend might be coming in on the line. I'm not sure. We'll have to see. Oh. It looks like Western Washington is on the line, too. Do you want to check in, Jasmine? Hello. Hello. Hey, um, I have a job interview today <laughs> at nine in Yay. the morning. So I'm listening to this call, getting ready for my job, and um, I've decided when they say how much are you looking to earn, I'm going to say twenty dollars an hour. Um, because, you know, we can always negotiate up or down from there. Um, but it's more, it's more money than I've ever asked for. But the thing is, 
if I get this job, it's it's a recruiting job um, for an HR firm. If I get this job, I'm going to be driving over to the east side every day, just like a half-hour drive. And um, I was on Glassdoor looking up wages, and I've seen everything from $15 to like $22, 23 something. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to uh, do the thing that I've heard so many men do and ask, ask for the medium-high amount. Because um, I'm willing to work really hard and, you know, show up and bring all of my charisma and cleverness and all of that. And I want to be paid accordingly. Um, I'm done playing small. I'm done with minimum wage. Um, and yesterday, my friend. I was telling them about the interview, and they said, well, here's the question that people always ask in uh, interviews. What sets you apart from everyone else applying for this job? I had a chance to kind of rehearse that. And my answer to that is, here's the deal. Like, I've, I've got two degrees in religion, which means that I have basically studied how people have different paradigms in the world. Like, I... It's more relatable to me, and there's a very inherent, um, I'm trying to find the word because I'm just waking up. Um, When you study multiple things at once, what's the word? Um, Interdisciplinary-ness to my degree. You know, it's part history, it's part anthropology, it's art. Um, grief counseling and psychology like it's just a lot of pieces all at once and so I I have the combination of understanding people and having a lot of charisma um, and the ability to chat with folks and what have you and um, you know I also um, like I'm, I'm hungry for the work. I'm hungry for um, the work that is on a team, working together, and all of that stuff. Um, I'm sure as I have my coffee this morning and my breakfast, I will have even more clear answers than this. But it's good that I get to practice a little bit right now when I'm first getting up. So. That's what's happening this morning. Um, this weekend, I officiated a wedding for the first time, and um, that was a big deal for me. And I learned a lot. The main things that I learned is just like with any other big ritual where I'm the priestess, I, I need to have uh, a self-care regimen in place. And I didn't plan one of those this time. Thankfully, my higher power made up the difference. Um, But I would like to be more specific in the future about what my plan is for self-care. Because it's it's a lot of energy to expend to run an entire ritual like that. Um, So it was a really good learning experience. Um, Yeah, there's that piece. 
Um, I just late printing copies of my resume and references and all this stuff. Um, I'm pretty tired this morning, but last night I got all of my stuff together that I'll need and got my little outfit picked out. And so, um, yeah, I am doing my part. I am prepared for the interview. I have you know, the material that they asked for. I've been thinking about interview questions the last several days. And... Um, you know, the rest is up to higher power. So, um, yeah, I'm just going to, just going to keep putting one foot in front of the other and, you know, maybe, maybe today is about getting experience interviewing for this type of job and then I'll get something else, but maybe this is it. Maybe this is going to be the thing that I get. So, um, I'm trying to be detached from outcomes, grateful for the opportunity, and um, yeah, just keep showing up and doing my part and trusting in the abundance of the universe. Um, my my prayer is usually something along the lines of this or something better. Um, like, all right, God, give me this or something better. Um, so that's my that's my prayer this morning is this or something better. So, yeah. I'm sure I have more things to say, but I can't think of what they are. So that is what I have for now. Thanks. Thanks, Jack. Does anybody have anything specific about the chapter that jumped out to them this week? I have a bunch of things as always. All right, well, I'll dive in. The first, um, for me, actually, the first couple of paragraphs. Um, I like how it sets the framework of how we can engage in business, that we don't have to drive sharp bargains. And it says, Um, and what they mean about that is, you know, that it's not that we're not going to have any dealings with our fellow man, but I mean that you will not need to deal with them unfairly. You do not have to get something for nothing, but can give to every man more than you take from him. You cannot give every man more in cash value than you take from him, but you can give him more in use value than the cash value of the thing that you take from him. I like that section. I like how it sets it sets it straight. They talk about more, you know, giving more news value than cash value earlier in the book too. It's one of my favorite things that the book talks about. Again, Cheryl kind of knows this about me a little bit. Is um, business, personal, whatever it is, I'm usually pretty generous, and um, that has often come to uh, 
my lack of benefit. <laughs> Usually giving giving much more than I have to give. And um, that particular part put some things into perspective for me because he's pretty candid about some things that I've just believed my whole life, you know. Uh, In order to be a good person, in order to be a good Christian, you've got to sacrifice everything that you have and everything that you are all the time. And often to your own detriment, and it's just unhealthy. And uh, that's something that I've struggled with for, what, 45 years. So it's kind of an eye-opener. I want to do the right thing. I want to help people, but, you know, I'm going to take care of myself too. And it has to, any kind of engagement, any kind of transaction has to be mutually beneficial. You don't want to take advantage of the other person, but you also don't want to be taken advantage of. So um, that's that's just something I've been working on, especially these last two weeks after going over those chapters. And that's that's all I have to say about that. Bye. Thanks, Jarvis. Yeah, I love I love how this book talks about the fact that the best way we can help other people is to get rich ourselves, because the and not at anyone's expense. Just the better we take care of ourselves, the more resources we have to actually be generous to other people. And that, for me, was a switch in thinking. Yeah, because people will suck the life right out of you if given the opportunity. Yeah. And for me, if I'm prioritizing other people above taking care of my own stuff, you know, then I end up setting myself in a, you know, on unfirm territory, I guess I'll say. So, yeah, I I like that part in this book, too, Jarvis. The next part that popped out to me is um, when you rise from the competitive to the creative plane, you can scan your business transactions very strictly. And if you are selling any man anything which does not add more to his life than the thing he gives you in exchange, you can afford to stop it. You do not have to beat anybody in business. And if you are in a business which does beat people, get out of it at once. That's that an interesting is, one. Mhm. Mhm. Because some famous business people always talk about winning. Mhm. So it's it's a a, a a shift in mindset to think about it this way, which is good, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it's um, you know, as this as this go this um, section goes on, it talks about um, that 
when when people are working for you so basically you know if 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 i if i'm running a company and there are people that are working for the company i have to make more money than what i pay than what those people are paid right like from a business standpoint the business has to make more money than the payroll and expenses right. in order for the business to stay in business and and so the offset of that is all that money can't go to the people, but a business can create an opportunity for people to have advancement and grow as people and as individuals and as professionals. And um, I hope it's okay if I say this, but Ken and I used to work together at a place where that was, you know, that was the philosophy that we were using and that was the, the aim was to create opportunities and not everybody not everybody wanted to grab a hold of that but for the people that did want to grow and expand and you know grow larger than their current place you know it was about creating a context to see if those things could happen and Ken and I practice the same business philosophy and Jasmine's aware of it too and that business philosophy creates that opportunity for people to be able to have advancement even if you can't always do it exactly in finances because the business has enough money has to have enough money to to survive and to grow to continue to at least pay payroll and so yeah i love this part about you know it has to be everybody wins and that's actually one of the tenets in this business philosophy that we use is that everybody wins that's the the idea so suppliers employees owners customers that has to be an everybody wins approach otherwise it really isn't it really isn't a good approach if everybody if it isn't an everybody wins approach and so I, I love that concept um, and so for me as I as I read this chapter in this book it is so in alignment with what this business philosophy that I study is is that that's for me it's just like reinforces and this business philosophy was developed, you know, I don't know, 70, 60, 70 years ago, something like that. So a lot of good stuff was developed a long time ago. <laughs> so, yeah, I agree with you, Ellen. It is a, it's a different way to look at it. It's a change in perception. And even, you know, in the, at the very end where it says you can make your business, not at the end, but at the end of this section in, the, in what I was just reading, you can make your business do for your employees what this book is doing for you. You can so conduct your business that it will be sort a sort of ladder by which every employee will, who will take the trouble may climb to riches himself and given the opportunity. If he will not do so, it is not your fault. And that's the other part that gets let off the hook is that you can't, you can pro offer opportunities to people, but not everybody is going to take them. And then that's the part where we don't, you know, for me, that's the part where I get to not take it on. Like if somebody doesn't take the opportunity that's offered, then I don't have to wear that. You know, I don't, I don't have to wear that as an obligation or beat myself up over it. Let's just provide the opportunity and they, you know, they have to have some skin in the game and do their part too. So 
like how it kind of takes it all the way around the equation there. I think it's also that piece of like looking at the leadership and um, even looking at places to work or leaders to work for and understanding that if they really come from a place of abundance, then when someone in the company rises, it makes everything better rather than becomes a threat to the leader. Uh-huh. You know, that that energy of competition, how um, that can hold everyone down. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, another another section in here that I where they they're talking about the um, the sewing machines. Where uh-huh. it talks about, I do not mean to tell you that you are to impress the thought of a sewing machine on thinking substance until the machine is formed without hands in the room where you sit or elsewhere. But if you want a sewing machine, hold the mental image of it with the most positive certainty that it is being made or is on its way to you. After once forming the thought, have the most absolute and unquestioning faith that the sewing machine is coming. Never think of it or speak of it in any other way than is being sure to arrive. Claim it as already yours. And that that bit, because I use this as a metaphor, and that bit of the sewing machine is coming. Never think of it or speak of it in any other way than as being sure to arrive. So anything that I'm putting out there, anything that I, I'm desiring to think of it as already mine, not to talk about it in, in contrary terms. And in the, in the other, later in the book where it talks about how we can check things, that's that's the part that I think about when I read this part. Never think of it or speak of it in any other way than as being sure to arrive. Absolute and unquestioning faith. Yeah, I'm working on that. <laughs> I'm not there yet. I don't know if anyone else is. If you are, please share with us how you're getting there. Yeah. But I have more unquestioning faith than I used to. So progress. Well, it's um, it's uh, energizing to think that way. I know with the project I'm working on, which I mentioned, um, something that I knew I had to do for a long time, but it's uh, it's difficult. It's difficult work. It, it, I mean, and it's funny because it's difficult in the way that 
uh, he he mentions in the book that uh, concentrated thought is one of the hardest uh, forms of work that that human beings do. Mm-hmm. And and uh, the, what I the the project that I'm doing for my business is a lot of concentrated thought and thinking. Uh, if I just instead of have I think having doubt in the back of my mind is part of the reason I procrastinated for so long. Thinking, oh, it's so much work. I don't know if it's ever going to pay off. Is it really worth it? Do I really want to invest all that time? Um, you know, when I do, when I'm not sure it's going to pay off. So this this mindset actually has energized me. Just setting my doubts aside and having faith that because I was intuitively uh, guided or urged to take this action, and, mm-hmm. and so I'm kind of connecting the dots here. I'm following intuitive. Um, inspiration, you know, the book says take only inspired actions. And then I decided that, well, this is, my intuition is inspiring me to do this and to take care of it. Um, And there feels like there's some urgency behind it. So I just need to set aside my doubts and focus on the fact that if this book is right, then I know I'm doing the right thing. And then that that energizes me and gives me the energy to complete the task. I like that. Because nothing will suck my energy more completely than uh, doubt or fear. Yeah. I think that also, Ellen, what you're saying, you know, what else I'm connecting a dot with on that is later in the book where it talks about taking, you know, where they, where they talk about taking the actions Mm -hmm. and about how even the most, even the most, I can't remember what the word is, mundane is not it, but even the most apparently trivial action we cannot we cannot know what other things that action is setting in, in setting in motion to do so if we get exactly. inspired to take some action so yeah. like even if you get your website up and it isn't an instantaneous thing with a website we don't know what other things that you taking those actions is going to bring so because we keep talking about how this is not a straight route right so right you know we take an action and we're going forward and so and then something else happens from it seems like completely out of last field but i think you know part of it for me how how i'm making sense of it in my mind is it's the expenditure of the effort to do the things you know so like like spending the the effort to do the website, even though I think a lot of what I do is not going to be, um, it's not going to be sold through somebody surfing my website necessarily. I mean, up until this point, it's primarily been, you know, face-to-face or those kinds of, it's not, you know, it hasn't been something that gets sold on the website, but I just felt really compelled that I needed to get that architecture in place. And I 
couldn't even really entirely explain why, but I've just felt compelled that I needed to do that. And I, I tried to do it on my own and couldn't seem to get it to get all synchronized. And so part of it is I feel like I was supposed to take those actions to get a person on board who not only can do the website, but this person also does all kinds of audio and and, and those kinds of post-production work for audio, video, and that kind of stuff, which I need somebody on the bus to do those things. Right. And so, you know, so yeah, I, I totally get what you're saying about that, taking the inspired action. And yeah, and I don't think, I don't, you know, none of us, for any of us really has been a direct route. So that's the... That's the part that for me can sometimes get me hung up in the, you know, believing in the truth regardless of appearances because sometimes by appearances it's like, well, I did all this stuff. And so I guess that's the part of having the, having the belief and the faith even when we can't see it on the surface because we don't know when and how it's going to arrive. So, yeah, I think you're dead on with that part. Yeah. Like I feel like it's way too early to be talking about this to this, you know, production company about the show I want to do, but, but I was just one of those things that I felt compelled to reach out to the guy and so I did and he responded like almost instantaneously. So I was like okay, I guess I was supposed to reach out to him. <laughs> All right. Oh yeah. I think that's amazing. Yeah, I think uh, yeah, I think it's awesome to do it so early in the game. You never know. Yeah. Well, and I want to get their take on like you know what it would require and how to frame it, and from a conceptual standpoint, you know, because there needs to be a narrative that's being told. That's the part that I think is missing right now from most of the stuff that is out there being done. Is that there isn't a narrative being told that lets people really connect with the people involved in the stories. And it's, it's, it, there's not enough of emotional connection for me and with the people. And that's so compelling because there's so many just really touching stories out there. So, yeah. The other thing so this that, part about, uh, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Ellen. I'm sorry. Um, the other yep. thing I, I was I was going to say is, uh, <clears throat> and this is something a part a piece of the puzzle that I ha- have tackled a few years ago, and this um, the, the perfectionism. Um, you know, several years ago I had no web presence at all, and I just you know I got tired of wanting it, and I just decided, um. I, in order to get a web presence, I needed some help. And so I started praying about it. And then my sister happened to mention that my niece needed a summer job. And I, I realized that she would be the perfect person for me to hire. And, you know, we just, we, I hired her and we just struggled through it because we didn't know really what we were doing. There was so much research to be done. And then um, my point being that um, we we didn't know what we were doing, but I was determined to do something. And even though I knew it wouldn't be like the be all end all, you know, f- you know the 
a fully formed, perfect way to present my business online. We just, we started putting stuff up there. And so I think for me, I had to be willing to um, just take action and, and not have it be perfect right now. Like I can go, I can go back and revise and revise as I learn more. But for me, it was really important to take action um, and just get something up there. Just get something out there. You know, and that, I think that these ideas evolve as we take action. We enliven them, and then it becomes this really wonderful co-creation process. And I have to have. It was a hurdle for me several years ago that it, I wasn't just going to make a website and have that be the end of it. This is It's like a relationship I have with this part of my business. It keeps evolving and it keeps changing. Um, not everybody's website is like that. Um, some websites are more informational, but for mine, there's so many moving pieces and parts, and um, that's really worked for me too. <clears throat> like... In order to learn to do anything, I have to first be willing to do it badly. Like be a beginner, make some mistakes, that sort of thing. Yeah, great point. Hence the current version of my website. (laughs) Do you you have something up right now? Oh, yeah, I've had something up for a while. Yep, I do. I mean, it's, and that's, that's the part that I wanted to, you know, so I had a starting point, and I'm glad, you know, I had a starting point. I got something launched. I got something up there, so, you know, so at least there was something. If I ever wanted to point somebody to something, then there would be something there, Um and so now it's in the it's on the improvement side of things because there's things I'd like to be able to do, you know, like like regist- let people register for events and um, and you know uh, kind of be able to take content and sell it from my website, like audio, video, whatever kind of content, and have that component to the website. So that's the stuff that I really could not figure out on my own. And I'm trying to get him do a mailing list, and I couldn't figure that part out either. So I tried. And so, yep, I had a starting point, and now I'm okay to let somebody else help me take the next step. So I totally agree with what you're saying about the, you know, just we just got to be, be willing to be a beginner and start somewhere. And then, we, you know, at least because at least we've got a starting point and we took some action. Thing. So, oh yeah, I mean, yeah. You, and we have to do version one before we can do version two. Uh-huh. And you have we have to do version two before we can get to version three. Usually by about version four or so, it's looking pretty much like what we want, right? <laughs> unless we're growing, <laughs> unless unless we're growing, and then well, it's always yeah. changing. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I I just know from my I worked I've worked with authors my whole career um, trying to get either books written or products out there or whatever and it, it usually took like 
like four iterations before it was looking like, you know, they started saying, oh, yeah, this is good, you know. But you have to really light a fire under people to, like, let's just do draft one of your your creative idea. That's I know it's your baby, but just just do it. And there's always disappointment with the first draft, but it's a starting point. And then it can be improved upon. And I, I don't know why, for so many years, that concept was lost on myself. I'm like, no, I don't want to put it out there if it's not perfect. <laughs> but but I had to, you know, get over it and just do draft one. Put it out there. It's okay. It's going to get better later. Yeah. Yeah, the, in the, the follow-up to that sewing machine section, it says, we will be brought to you by the power of the supreme intelligence. It will be brought to you by the power of the supreme intelligence, acting upon the minds of men. If you live in Maine, it will be that a man, it may be that a man will be brought from Texas or Japan to engage in some transaction, which will result in your getting what you want. If so, the whole matter will be as much to that man's advantage as it is to yours. So, and if you think about that, even like what we're talking about, right? So it was, it's to the person who's helping me with the, with the website, like it's to their advantage to be working with me too, because they're going to get, they're going to get paid for the work and I'm going to get something. He's going to get paid for it. And honestly, we're enjoying, you know, working together on it. So, you know, it's going to, it's benefiting both of us and kind of like you were talking about Ellen with you and your your niece was it that yeah. you know she got to benefit from having some work and having something to focus on and learning the things that she was learning and so yeah I just I love the way that this book puts things I really like the way this book puts things And then this, this section, um, you need not hesitate about asking largely. It is your father's pleasure to give you the kingdom, said Jesus. I don't know that, where that is in the Bible, but you need not hesitate to ask largely. It's probably in the Sermon of the Mount, on the Mount, or the C.S. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> Just love that. You need not hesitate to ask largely. Original substance wants to live all that is possible in you and wants you to have all that you can or will use for the living of the most abundant life. If you fix upon your consciousness the fact that the desire you feel for the possession of riches is one with the desire of omnipotence, for more complete expression, your face becomes insensible. Whoa. Pretty, so, that's pretty I deep. 
I wanted to jump back to the question that you posed, Cheryl, about um, about how how does one like choose to have faith, or how do you how do you have unshakable faith, or whatever it is? Um, and I think I think so. It's, in my opinion and experience, um, it's not something that. Uh, you just wake up one day and all of a sudden you have it. Um, just like any other skill, it's, it's a learned skill. And it, it's a thing that you work towards. Um, and so every day uh, I have an opportunity to pray in the morning. And I do my own way. Uh, and, you know, I have these moments where I, I can choose faith or fear in any of those moments. Uh, you know, at this interview today, faith or fear. I can have faith that whatever is my highest good is what's going to happen, or I can have fear and scarcity around it. And, uh, you know, some of it is when I have the moments where I feel like I'm losing faith or like fear is winning, I need to reach out to my community to help me get my head screwed back on in a different direction. Um, And so it's also not something that I effort to do alone. It's not, you know... It's not that I uh, have to be this unshakable spiritual person who can just handle things. Like, um, you know, what I what I have an opportunity to do is to just trust in my community and my higher power um, in all of these little daily moments, um, which, you know, is it's a skill. It's it's something that I've developed. Um, a year ago, I was first starting out and kind of being more intentional about um, the way that I'm living my life and all of that. It was all really new. And um, as time has gone by and as I've practiced the different principles um, that I'm living by, I have seen a change. And that is because of, um, you know, it's a developed skill. So... Anyways, I think I think that having having faith and trust in the universe, it is it is a it is a skill that you develop. I think one of the ways to do that is having gratitude. Um, so I've noticed a shift in my the way my brain works in the last maybe three months or so, where when something happens, I always look for the thing that I'm grateful for. And at different times, I've had uh, varying versions of daily gratitude practices. Um, but just like with any habit, you have to like install the habit in yourself. And so I think that faith can also be a habit. So I'm just throwing that out there for folks to think about. Thanks, Jasmine. Totally agree. Well said.
Yeah, like there's um I like this section too. The desire you feel for riches is infinite, seeking to express himself in you as he sought to find expression in the little boy at the piano. I don't know if you guys remember the story about the little boy at the piano, but and then it reinforces, so you need not hesitate to ask largely. Your part is to focalize and express the desire to God. Doesn't seem like that should be hard. But sometimes it seems like it is. Like the section two where it talks about the man going through his house, mm, thinking about yeah. what he wanted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the rug. Yeah. He started out with a rug. Because that was the thing that he could, you know, he could think reasonably would happen. It's and Every time I read this section about the man with the rug in the house, I think about The Course in Miracles, where I think it's, it may be in the very beginning. I don't. I think you know this book too, Ellen. But where it says there is no order of difficulty in miracles, right? So basically, a big miracle is the same as a small miracle. It doesn't like there is no stack ranking of uh-huh. size or ability to deliver on a miracle. And that I think about that every time I read this section about you know the guy with the house. So. I've thought about that even with myself with this piece of property that I'm looking for in North Carolina. You know, I was teasing with my dad about, you know, I'm looking for a unicorn, something that's reasonably priced, that has power and water and everything all set up and that has a little bit of land and has no restrictions so I can do exactly what I want to do on it. Mm-hmm. You know, and so it's like, well, I'm looking for a unicorn and then, well, maybe not. And maybe I'm looking for a unicorn but you know what maybe God's delivering on the unicorn (laughs) my father being my father being my father he's like it's not a unicorn it's a reasonable Uh, request (laughs) I agree we're going to say I happen to agree yeah is there anything else in this chapter that stood out to you or to anybody else? My book just crashed, so I guess not. (laughs) (laughs) Your book just crashed. Okay. (laughs) It did. It did. went bye-bye. Uh. So I once, uh, I was once writing a letter of all of these things that I wanted um, in terms of like self-care and being well and all this stuff. And at the time, it seemed so um, absurd to me. It just seemed so completely ridiculous. 
Um, and so at the end, I wrote, and a pony. Like, I just, you know. <laughs> I, I thought it was so, I thought it was so absurd that I could possibly, um, you know, not struggle with depression and not have all these other things. Um, I added, and a pony. And uh, as a joke, I sent it to someone in my life. I was like, look at all this ridiculousness. There's no way that all this is going to happen. And two days later, in the mail, I got not one, but two stuffed animal ponies. (laughs) And, uh, you know, I just had a little chuckle with my higher power. I was like, all right, then. Like, you know, I wasn't wasn't expecting that. Like my little inner child, my little inner child was like, "This is ridiculous. There's no way all of this is gonna happen." Um, and so, you know, for me, it's it's just like I had an opportunity to ask ask my HP for what I needed, and um, you know, we just gotta ask. God'll provide. We just gotta ask. <laughs> it's pretty cool. Mhm. I hadn't forgotten about that. I remember that now that you say that, Jasmine. I'd forgotten that story. Oh, it's one of my favorites. Uh-huh. That's funny. Yeah. You know what the 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 addendum I would say to that is that I've done those things and I get reinforced all the time about being specific. Yes. Right. Like being specific, <laughs> like a live pony, or you know what I mean, <laughs> like a My Little Pony. <laughs> like something to arrive on the Pony Express. Because <laughs> I remember I was all about I wanted to get a Lexus. I don't know if you remember this story, but I wanted to get a Lexus, and I was like, I want, and, and in my mind, I wanted a Lexus SUV, like a brand new Lexus SUV, but all I was saying was I wanted to get a Lexus. Like, that's all I was putting out to the universe over and over and over again. I put out to the universe. And so um, I had a family member that had a Lexus sedan. It was probably about eight years old at the time, and they gave me their Lexus. (laughs) So I got the Lexus, and I was like, oh, and not to sound like an ingrate, I was totally grateful it was very generous it was very sweet um that you know that they gave me the car and i was very appreciative of it and i had a laugh with myself about i didn't add to the i didn't add an addendum there a brand new lexus suv (laughs) so and that particular lesson has been reinforced many times for myself (laughs) many many times where i put something it's like you know it's like the pony story and, you know, and, you know, which, which in and of itself is like, it's still confirmation, right? I had this idea of Alexis and I, I got Alexis. So the universe was providing. So it's not like I didn't get a provision. I got the provision. And so it was about my saying, okay, be more and more specific. And so with the, you know, with the piece of property I'm looking for and, like, with the the things that I want to work on. Like, I want to be really specific. So this collage that I have on my wall right now, like, I made it, and there's this 
there's this condo that I'm staying at. There's a like a canvas on the wall, and I mean it's nice enough. It's not my style. It's nice enough. Um, and so I took the the, the collage that I made because it's on like I made it on um, this time. I I decided to make it on poster board because I can't really put holes in her wall or attach it to the wall in a way that I felt like I I could put it up there. So. I, just sitting on top of this canvas because the frame for the canvas picture is really big. And in the very center of it is exactly the shop that I want. Like it's the shop I want. It's got windows in it the way that I want. Like the, the whole dealio is just right there in the center of this thing. And then, and I even found a picture of a bedroom that has a garage door is one of the walls. So you could open the, the glass garage door and actually just walk in and out of your bedroom through a garage door. And since I want to have my living space be in my shop. That's one of the things that I wanted to do was be able to open up garage doors to like my living room and my bedroom and have the whole place be like indoor, outdoor living. And and so I found specific photos of exactly the context that I want. And then I found this really cool picture of a bunch of cars on a racetrack. And it looks like a section of VIR, which is my all-time favorite racetrack. I don't know if it is or not, but it looks it looks like it is. And, and I'm still specifically picking property because I, because I want to, the location I want to be to Virginia International Raceway because it's my favorite racetrack. So I actually am specifically picking a location to look for property based on its accessibility to VIR. As I was looking up becoming a member again, just a personal member instead of a corporate member, and it's totally doable. So, um, so I'm just looking at putting all of those pieces together and being specific about location what I want out of it, why I want it. I even took, um, I have uh, hero cards from a program that I did with a, a race uh, event series. Um, and so I took one of those hero cards and sliced and diced it and put that in the center so I could actually have a picture of my car on my collage with myself. So I just did all this stuff to make it really specific and found words for like groundbreaking show and uh, so I'm trying to be as specific as I possibly can about the thing that I want to manifest. So I'm just trying to have all of the things that, and I want to start running again. So I have a picture of somebody running on a beach. And to me, that represents me running on that beach. Because by God, I'm going to figure out a way to be jogging again. So, Yeah specific i'm trying to be very not trying to be i have committed to myself to get really specific that's what we did with our house that we wanted we actually wrote down everything we wanted the three of us and then i drew a picture of it and i think there may be like three things that aren't part of this house out of the 70 or 80 that we listed. That's pretty funny. Oh, exactly. And then some, you know, I have like this extra bonus room and that we can make into like a little meditation room. And, you know, I think that part is cool too. When you get really specific, you feel like you're... Um, like cutting down your chances because how could this one place have all of these things that I want? You know, it's not possible. Yeah. 
and then you get it and then it's like um even more than you asked for you know kind of reminds me of that verse in ephesians exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ask or imagine that's what it felt like For me, in an odd way, getting really specific almost makes it seem more possible in a way because then I know what the thing is I'm after. Like when it's broad, it just feels like it's this big open-ended thing. And when I get specific, I totally get what you're saying about how it can be like, how could you get all that stuff? Because I went through that in my business, right? When you and I were having that conversation and I was like, you know, like I have all these different parts of myself. How do I incorporate that into one business? Well, how do I not? That's all the parts of me, right? Like, how do I not do that? Good luck with that. But oh, I, it's by not doing anything. Brain. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, you know, if I look back across the span of my life, like all of the things that I want to do, my life has been accumulation of all of those things. And so... You know, when I start looking at it, I'm like, well, well, it doesn't have to be such a big deal. Like, I actually I actually know how to do a lot of this stuff that it is that I want to do. I've already done all of it, bits and pieces here and there. It's just I've been doing it, like, under somebody else's umbrella. Here's a but, thought. Pardon? Um, here's a thought. Isn't so, being specific uh, actually exercising faith? It's just one thing, one thing to say, you know, and I want a pony, like uh, Jasmine said. Um, and it's another thing to be very specific about it and, and give that over to God and say, these are the things I want, or the higher power, and say, these are the things I want. And this is how I'm planning it out. Because then, in fact, you're kind of doing a, a term that maybe Cheryl's the only one familiar with, an FMEA, you're you're detailing out what it is that you want and you're also looking at all the side effects that are going to come when you get that. Yeah, I want a pony. Where am I going to put it? I have to have a house to put it in. You know, I got to have a barn. I got to have a big open field. I got to have a way to feed it. And so that's kind of exercising the the faith that's required to get the things that we want. That's just something I thought of. Done now. I know how much you love to talk. Well put. Yeah. And all the things we have to do to get the thing. Yeah. Which which is, uh, the heck is that? So I thought the thing you want is brought to you by action. You receive it. That's it. You're exactly describing that, Jarvis, because we have to take all the actions to be able to receive it, right? So got to get clear we want the pony, and then how we're going to feed the pony, just like you just said. Where are we going to keep the pony? How do we have enough space for it? That could, we'd have to – we'd want to walk through all of those things so that we could receive the pony when it arrived. So, yeah, it's really well, well put. So. 
All right. Does anybody have anything else? No last thoughts? Notions? No, have a great week. Okay. Have a good week, everybody. Next week we are on gratitude. Hooray. Gratitude. Yay. Nothing else to talk about? Perfect. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, everybody. I'll talk to you next week. Have a good week. Yeah, take care, everybody.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.